Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Playing with Research in Health and Physical Education podcast. Um, today, we are giving you a, a special episode on a coffee with colleagues meeting that was sponsored by ICEP. It's a uh, part of a monthly meetup of physical education, higher education faculty, um, and frankly, we had sport education or sports sciences people on there. We had some physical educators on there as well, and so the conversation revolves around this um, YouTube personality slash, uh, um, I don't want to use the word wannabe physical educator because we get into that conversation, but uh, Joe Wicks, who has uh, in the UK uh, runs a 9 a.m. meetup uh, for physical activity. And he's gotten a lot of press and he has become the face of physical education in the UK. with a lot of protests from a lot of different uh, actors in there. But um, without further ado, um, I am going to uh, welcome Kathy Armour, who is the uh, discussant, and Louise McQuaig, and Fiona Chambers, who are um, uh, facilitating this conversation. So hopefully you enjoyed. Um, I loved it in person. We just wanted to put this out on the podcast for a uh, wider audience. Thanks. event and um, my name is Fiona Chambers I'm the Secretary General of ISEP and ISEP is a worldwide family um, of uh, practitioners and researchers and we have a shared interest in impacting the quality of physical education physical activity and sport pedagogy through high quality research that's our focus we decided uh, to develop this idea of ISEP connect Um, which is going to go on every Friday for the next number of months. And this is our very first one. And we're trying to focus on hot topics. So you're going to see Joe Wicks is is standing behind me, whispering in my ear. Um, And basically, um, what we're trying to do is to to tap into things that are currently going on for our profession. um, And that might have an impact on our practice, but also on the research interests that we currently have. Before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to Mark Close, who's our, our president, and he's on the line there. Uh, Cassandra Iannucci, who developed that gorgeous invitation. And Cassandra's down in Australia. To the entire board, many of whom are actually on the call. And to our ISEP family. And Louise McQuaig will hopefully join us shortly, and she will be um, assisting me in what we're doing here. Um, I also want to say thank you to lots of colleagues um, who have kind of inspired this idea. Uh, people like, I can see Ash Casey there, Doug Leddy, if he's chosen to get up, he may, he may tune in, but I think it's 4am for him, he might not be that dedicated. Uh, Sue Watman, who's down in Australia, and she's the president of Ashper. Doug is the president of PHE uh, Canada. Um, I know Uva Pusa, the UNESCO Chair for Physical Activity and Health, might be on board. And Claude Shore, who's the president of UPIA. So today is basically about... Um, having this really cool coffee with colleagues idea. I do actually have coffee coming, if you can barely see it. I promise that what's in my other hand is water. It's nothing stronger. Um, And we just have a couple of rules before we get kickstarted on this. Um, And the first rule is that we respect each other on this call in terms of of the conversation we're going to have. And the other thing is, can you try and stay muted unless we ask you to to speak to us or, or to make a comment? And I would encourage you to also use chat. And I'll be trying to keep track of some extra questions that we might be asking Kathy Armour, Professor Kathy Armour, who is the person we're going to speak to today. Um, And we are really delighted to have you here, Kathy. And you had a very, very short notice of this event. (laughs) But um, we just thought we, we just needed to tap into it. So we are going to talk about the controversial topic of the lovely Joe Wicks. Uh, Joe Wicks is the body coach. He's been on television since 2014. He is the person who is now doing um, physical education classes for children uh, online. And on the 24th of March, he had the largest viewing ever and he he hit the Guinness Book of Records with that viewing. Um, So it was like 6 million plus in that particular viewing. So um, we want to talk about him as being the new face of physical education during this pandemic. Um, so I'm going to just talk to you, Kathy. And as I'm chatting to Kathy, I'm sure there will be questions you want to ask. So if you wouldn't mind sticking them into the chat. 
Um, I want to thank Cassandra for being our bouncer because we have no interest in being Zoom bombed. This is my new phrase of the day. <laughs> and maybe it would liven up our days, but no thanks. <laughs> so, Cathy, we're going to start. And um, just, I, I'd like you to introduce yourself to everybody. I'm sure everybody knows you and knows your work. But really, it's about, I suppose, your career to date um, through physical education and now to that very significant role you have in the University of Birmingham. If you just share with everybody just a little bit about you first before we get into the teeth of this thing. Thank you. Yes. Hi, everyone. It's great to see you all. I haven't actually realised how much I miss everyone. Um, and obviously, in the last couple of years, I've seen less of you all um, because I've been doing this other role. Uh, so how did I start out? Um, obviously, I was a PE teacher. Um, I was you know, a really keen PE teacher, although I'm not sure I was actually a brilliant PE student. Um, if I look back, I think what I was was very young. So I kind of remember me very young at that stage. And um, So what did I do? I did uh, teaching in primary and secondary schools. I then Finally, I decided I actually really did want to do the academic work that I think I'd found quite irksome when I was an undergraduate. So um, I did a part-time master's degree in London, which was fantastic. I did it in education and actually probably for the first time education theory started to make a lot of sense. Um, I then by pure accident got into um, teacher education, and it really was an accident. They were looking for someone to teach some netball on a Friday afternoon to teach a training students in the local um, West London Institute, as it was then. And there was no, they asked someone who wasn't available and she asked me and I said, oh, okay then, why not? Um, and as a result, um, I got into higher education and I was doing a master's degree. And so it, it really was quite accidental. They, they had interviews, but obviously I was already working for them, so I had an advantage. Then when I was working, I did a part-time PhD uh, with John Evans, the, the great John Evans. Um, it's worth noting that when I first presented my, my um, green and naive ideas for a PhD to someone in my own institution, now, I fully accept they were green ideas, but she literally went through it with a red pen, as was then, and made me feel so stupid that had it not been for somebody suggesting I talk to John Evans, I, it would have ended right there. And I do always remember that. Um, you know, I think she could have been a little more appreciative of the idea that, you know, it was just draft ideas. Anyway. Uh, then um, did all of that um, and went to Loughborough. Uh, Loughborough was a great place um, because it offered a lot of opportunities for funding and I got a lot of research funding and that was partly because of the place I was in actually. You know, funding tended to come to Loughborough at that time um, as much as anything else. So I had a, a significant research funding and worked in multidisciplinary teams which, I, which was really good um, and incredibly instructive. Um, then I went to Birmingham to avoid taking on a major leadership role. I never wanted to take on any lead major leadership roles. I basically wanted to be an academic in our field. That's what I loved doing. And I didn't fancy taking on a major leadership role in Loughborough. So I went to Birmingham where I could work with a group of colleagues, you know, in my field. And I thought that would be great in the School of Education. And within about 12 months, I think I was head of a new school of sport exercise and rehabilitation sciences that we created from three units across the university. And the reason that I ended up being head of school was because there was, if I hadn't done it, our pedagogy colleagues, I think, would have been forgotten. Um, and I just thought maybe I was a better person to do it than some other people. Um, and that's really why I took on head of school. So again, it was pretty accidental um, and slightly reluctant. That, of course, gives you a whole different perspective. And um, I saw the university from a different vantage point. Um, and I saw, the, I saw our own work that, and the way in which it's reflected in the senior levels of the university. And also, more broadly, how it has impact or doesn't. And that was actually an, a quite an, it was a really important um, in set of insights, I think. 
Um, but we had a great time building that school together across all the sports science disciplines, pedagogy, and also physiotherapy. Um, and it was as I was coming to my end of term um, as head of school for the four years that this role came up, Pro Vice Chancellor for Education. And I think by that stage, I thought, why not? Why not try it? Um, I have a background in education. Many people in the role that I hold don't. They come to it through other routes, but I actually do understand something about education. So maybe I could be a pro vice chancellor and apply that across the, you know, across the whole university. So I applied and I got it. So for the past four years, that's what I've been doing. So again, it gives you a very different view of how our field is understood in the university, appreciated, valued, um, and where it contributes and where where it's perhaps not as well understood as it could be. Um, so now I, my responsibility is the academic education of our 38,000 students across all their disciplines. Um, and I don't think I could ever have been prepared for what's happened over the last few weeks as none of us could have done. Uh, we have rewritten every progression and continuation regulation for every single student in the space of about four weeks. And it's been incredible, not in a good way, but incredible. Um, and that's what we're currently doing. And now at this very moment in time, I'm trying to plan for how in heaven's name we're going to run a university in September with social distancing, people suddenly dropping out being ill, staff and students uh, suddenly having to drop out because they've been in contact with somebody who's ill, um, you know, another pandemic peak, I don't know. Uh, and we're going to have to somehow run the university next year. So we're currently looking at how we again change everything that we do to offer a resilient model. And we've got precisely, I don't know, two and a half months really to, to do that. So it's fascinating. And in the midst of all that, I have learned all about PE with Joe Wicks because I'd never seen it before. And the reason I know, came across it was because somebody I know, an adult, said to me, guess what? I'm doing PE every day. And I could have fallen off my chair. An adult, I'm doing PE every day. I'm doing PE with Joe. And I thought, wow, that's absolutely incredible. I've never heard an adult gleefully telling me that they are doing PE before, ever, in my whole career. So that's what led me to sort of look, to look into it a bit more. People have told me about it before, but I've just not, I've just not clocked it. So now I know about it. And I, then I saw a tweet which, where somebody said, um, you know, this is terrible. And I thought, I'm not sure I agree, actually, whether this is terrible. I think this is a really interesting moment for our profession. And that's where I think all this came about, through Twitter, really. So, so we have, you're, you're hitting on a very interesting point. So um, at the moment, say for, for our particular profession and what we do, it's um, a very practical and applied subject. Um, we're all um, scurrying to try and develop new ways of, of delivering physical education and physical education, teacher education. So in that vacuum, you have somebody like Joe Wicks stepping in and delivering something that obviously from, I, I looked at it this morning, the numbers of people engaging in it um, are quite incredible. Um, so I suppose the question is, um, it's, it's really about um, the, the quality of what he's doing. It's, it's fine that, that everybody's engaging with it, but is it actually PE, Cathy? I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that. And maybe um, once you've answered that, just to say, how can we capitalize on it? Because I think that's the angle you're coming from, that there is a moment where we could actually capitalise on it. So the quality question first, but then also capitalising on it. So I've, I've done one of the classes um, and I've also done another couple of online classes. There's one with um, uh, jabs, kind of boxing type thing um, that my daughter does. I've watched her do it. I've joined in. And it's really interesting because even though, you know, it's clearly online and, and you're not in, you know, not in the same space, it's, fa it's absolutely fascinating how connected you can feel to the person delivering. 
So for example, in the boxing class that I did, it feels as if the person delivering, first of all, it was amazing fun. Secondly, I was exhausted at the end of it. Thirdly, I really felt as if the person teaching was talking to me. Clearly they're not, but it felt as if they were. Um, I, I could see, I can see how my daughter, who has never been keen on anything to do with PE, is, you know, she's in her twenties, is really enthusiastic. She does it every day. Um, and everybody loves the fact that the instructor said, I mean, they make it very engaging, but also they say hi to, you know, Siobhan in California, hi to somebody else in Mexico. So you start to feel part of this big global community. And actually Joe Wicks does exactly the same thing. He makes the people, it makes you feel in your living room or wherever you are, as if you're part of this great global community. And I think that probably with, with the kids, this resonates with the way in which they play video games, online games, because of course they're sitting there and they're talking to people around the world. I mean, I remember I used to be you know, a bit upset listening to my kids on Xbox or something and having conversations with unknown people around the world, which is what they were doing. But of course, this, the, yeah, the, the Wix sort of approach resonates with children and young people today because they've grown up with that. So I can quite see how it engages them. In terms of quality, it's just activity really. But if you look at Twitter and look at the number of families who are all doing it together, so they're engaging in something that they find fun together. Um, it, you know, it is activity, it is engagement. You, nobody's correcting you. So you don't know, you know, are you doing things correctly? That's not the point. The point is to engage. So if we've got all these millions of children and families who are engaging now in daily PE, for goodness sake, I think probably throughout my whole career, I would have thought that was like, that was the Holy Grail. And it's happening. Is it PE? I think we've spent way too long thinking about what PE is and isn't. If you want to ask people out there, Joe Wicks is the voice of PE in this nation now. He's called the PE teacher of, you know, of the nation. That's, that's what he is. So you can say whether it is or isn't, but as far as the great public out there is concerned, it is. Does PE have to be one thing? No, of course it doesn't. You know, I mean, how many useless articles have we written saying, you know, PE is one thing and sport is something else? Why have we done that? We need to move on, I think, is my view. We need to rapidly move on and use what's out there and bring it into our lessons. I, you know, when I was doing my boxing class, it was very new to me. We were doing Mike Tyson moves. We were doing Joshua and, you know, we were doing, we were using, they were using whatever was available to engage us. And I would certainly, I wouldn't be letting Joe Wicks run away with this. I'd be using what he started to, to build on in my classes. Of course, it's not the only thing that people can do. Of course, it's very basic activity quality. I don't think it matters. I think we should build on it and be glad. So there's a very interesting comment, a couple of comments here that are kind of connected coming through on chat. So Ash, Risto, um, Carpentier, I don't know the, the, the lady or the gentleman's first name, um, and David Aldous are, are talking about this idea of PE teacher 2.0. Like we were not ready. And I mean, nobody was ready for what's hit us. And it's like the bus has arrived and has driven over us. And um, so what are we doing as a profession? I mean, like the spotlight is now on physical education because Joe has grabbed the spotlight. And um, so what can it look like, Kathy? I wonder what this PE teacher 2.0 could look like to capitalize on this moment uh, that we have um, so that our subject remains relevant. So the first, Vicky and I have been doing quite a lot of work, and Vicky in particular, she leads the work on you know, the way in which children are using social media. And, and it's the same, mm -hmm. really. If, if young people are using social media extensively, rather than mm -hmm. it as something negative, how can we see it as an educational opportunity? And if we don't start to see social media and these kinds of online classes as opportunities to engage, then I think we're in difficulty. So, you know, when we look at, teacher education, 
I don't know, because I'm not doing it day in, day out anymore. I don't know how much time we spend um, working on the online version of PE. Yeah. Yep. Some of you are spending a lot of time doing that. But yep. it feels to me as if that's got, you know, that would be an area that we would want to be spending a lot of time on. Um, because actually, looking ahead, um, you know, I think possibly we're all going to be online a lot more. So, we, you know, we do need to be prepared for this. But I think other people would be better placed to, to, to comment than me, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, and it's just something there that came in from Mikhail Quenerstedt. So welcome, Mikhail. And happy birthday yesterday. Um, and Mikhail writes extensively around the idea of education being put back into physical education. And, and that's, again, really what you're talking about. Um, being active, being fun, you know, all these types of things that Joe Wicks is bringing in there captures attention you have that moment where you can inject the educational aspect to it um, so i suppose it's it's um it's a call to action kathy i would say is it a call to action as to how we can do that um, you know meaningful uh, pe online uh, that has that pedagogical backbone which doesn't appear to be there when you look at, at people like joe wicks joe wicks is just um it's just about engagement, isn't it? And doing is what it is. Not, it's not wholly that, actually. I mean, also, if you look more broadly at what Joe Wicks does, you know, the books he's written, you know, he clocked on very quickly that there was a lot of information out there about, you know, health and healthy eating and, and all the rest of it. So he clocked on very quickly that what people were looking for was a 15-minute solution. And um, actually, I had no idea, but when I asked my um, sons, they'd both use Joe Wick's 15 minute recipes, you know, because it was simplified down, made very relevant, very YouTube-y, um, which is the first place this generation goes to, um, is YouTube for everything. Um, so, you know, what, what exactly is the education bit? Well, um, nobody is telling you that you're doing it wrong. That's for sure. That's the one thing I picked up. There's nobody standing there as you engage, telling you, one, to be serious, because when you look at the little videos that people post of their children, they're laughing their heads off. They're absolutely having a good time. It's really primary school level, isn't it? But adults are doing it, laughing their head off, having a good time. Um, and somebody, one of my friends, tells me that her husband has done um, Joe Wicks every day since this pandemic started, has lost a load of weight and feels better than he's ever felt in his life. It's P so PE is suddenly a cool adult thing. Now, we never achieved that. We did not achieve that. Well, I didn't achieve that. You may have done, but I didn't achieve that. But he has achieved that. So, you know, quality. Okay, do all the exercises look 100% correct about it? You know, I don't think that's the point. He started something. And I think, you know, it, I think it's like holding back the tide here. You shouldn't try to do it. You should try to work with it. And I'd be, you know, there are better experts on this call than me who would have really good ideas about how to work with it rather than trying to push it away. Yes, he's making a lot of money. What am I just supposed to do? Feel jealous of that or defensive? You know, he's set up something that's working. Why don't we just build on it? Why don't we use it and just not let him run away with it, but use it? Um, and Rachel is asking something quite interesting as well, Kathy. She's talking about this idea of digital poverty, that not every child um, in the world has access to that digital platform. Um, and, and how, what are the ways in which our profession can actually deal with that? Because it's, it's quite a privileged thing to have access to, to people like the Joe Wicks of the world. So I wonder what this could look like during this pandemic that we, we still are reaching out to those who are less privileged and don't have access to these types of, of role models. So I, I, I can't fix that, um, you know, nor can any of us sitting here fix that, I don't think. So if you have access to a phone, a mobile phone, um, then you can access Joe Wicks. Now, it may well be that that's more accessible, actually, for more people than quite a lot of education systems are. So, you know, certainly around the world, there are places where that access will be better um, than some other forms of access. Perfect. Does it reach everyone? No, of course not. Is there anything that's perfect and will reach anyone, everyone? 
Well, I don't think so. Um, but there's certainly a possibility there to reach an awful lot of people. I'm just reading a chat here as well. Um, and it's just from Joao Costa. And Joao was saying that um, Joe Wick is now framed as the, the nation's PE teacher yeah, um, with a reach of one to two million people, people yeah. per day. What might be the impact on the PE teacher identity internally in the professional community and externally if this person is put forward as the PE teacher of the nation? Well, again, my, my view is clear. You, you build on it, embrace it. Um, it doesn't mean it's not, you know, I don't know if there are PE teachers out there who are completely perfect at everything they do. But what he has done, it's not the whole business, it's not the whole of PE, but what he's done is an opportunity that I would urge the profession to build on as fast as possible. You know, it's the same as, um, you know, any form of sport. If you've got sport and you've got football and it's all over your televisions all the time and so on, you find ways to build on it rather than defining yourself against it. And I think this is exactly the same. Um, he, he is described as the nation's PE teacher. Now, he did train as a PE teacher, I understand. Um, so, you know, there is something behind that. But he's, he has grasped the online possibilities faster than the rest of us have. And that's given um, the, the advantage that he's got. Um, um, if anyone's got any ideas about how you can stop it or you know, bat it away, um, try to, you know, be negative, just totally critical, then I'm just not sure why you would do that. You don't have to love it to use it. And I agree. It's like, it's like um, Vicky's dog, Marmite. Um, Vicky, you have a question here or a comment on it. Vicky, you, you're, you work a lot in this space yourself in terms of the digital. And your question is that he's very, very cleverly using or manipulating algorithms to reach audiences as an influencer. So he's a different type of role model. Um, and that we, as you're saying, Kathy, there's a moment where you can really harness this um, rather than the giving out and spending your energy in the wrong ways. And um, so it's, it's the other piece that, that I saw this morning is he's raised over 90,000 uh, uh, British pounds for the NHS. So he's clever in that respect also. And somebody else has highlighted there, uh, Wesley has, has highlighted that on, on the call. So um, it is that bit where he seems to be, like you've said, with the cookbooks, etc. he knows exactly how to tap into the, the, the heartbeat of the nation and what they need to do. And then rather than getting into a, a stage about it, we should be actually trying to, to leverage it and think of different ways of, of trying to get uh, what we do out there. Um, I wonder, has anybody on the call even reached out to Joe Wicks to see, could we work with him? Would that be a thought? Has anybody had that thought, I wonder? Um, so, because it's, it's, why not? Why not? Why, why wouldn't you uh, work with somebody like that if they're getting that kind of traction, um, et cetera? Um, just a, another, another comment here is, um, and this is interesting, th that uh, you, you can only do certain types of activity on those uh, sessions with, with, with Joe. They're all very individual, etc. The games part, the uh, social connection part really isn't something that, that they can actually do. And I'm wondering if, if how can we construe those kinds of contact areas um, on, on those kind of platforms? I mean, if it's all very individual based, is there anything else that can happen to try and encourage it? And I know um, from talking to people like uh, Kiriaki Makapulu and, and Rachel, um, you're doing some very nice ideas at home with your kids in terms of preparing their own PE lessons, trying to show kids the background to what's involved in preparing physical education sessions. Um, so yes, they probably are looking at Joe Wicks, but they're trying to understand how do you plan pedagogically for those uh, sessions. Um, I wonder, does anyone on the chat have any comments about maybe how they're homeschooling children in relation to physical education? Um, have, has, has anybody experienced that, that some people are coming in now with it? Um, just in terms of, oh yes, and sorry, one comment, just a, a way of clarification that Joe Weeks trained as a sports scientist, um, I think in St. Mary's. I think that's the, the college that he actually trained in. Um, one idea there from David Aldous to everybody was, that why wouldn't we try to harness um, 
anybody who's occupying similar spaces to Joe online in the industry to try and maybe, um, I suppose, push the impact of physical education, because this seems to be how PE is being consumed and exercise is being consumed currently. So there is a moment for us, I think. Cathy, in, in, in terms of, of Birmingham and Pete in Birmingham, do you have any sense of how that's changing at the moment, uh, teacher training in this respect? Or are there any thoughts in that area? I think I'd ask someone who's actually doing it day to day rather than me. I mean, yeah, let's, let's be clear about this. If, if the only thing children ever, ever did every day was the Joe Wicks class, um, mm. that's fine for now. But it won't it wouldn't last forever. It doesn't have the variety that, that children would be looking for over time. Uh, mm -hmm. It's working really well in this particular um, circumstance. And it could work well as a supplement to what we do over time. But it won't, you know, th there's a lot more that we, we can do than that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's what we want to do. Children will want to do sports, for example. They will want to do dance. They will want to do other activities. And Joe Wick yeah. won't provide them with that. We provide them with that. Yeah. Um, but it's just given them the engagement and the interest. Yeah. And the, the, the interesting thing I'm just seeing from, say, um, our university's point of view is how we're trying to figure how Pete will look like in terms of placement um, in the coming year with, with the pandemic. Um, so what types of virtual physical education lessons can be run by PE teachers? And how are we training PE teachers to actually yeah. be able to deliver those? And the other issue for the profession then is around how the teaching council will view that. Have you any comments on, on your experience of, of that, that issue? I think the other interesting thing that we probably haven't discussed is because this is online, um, mm -hmm. it's available when you want it. And, yeah. you know, one of the yeah. big issues we had with some of our academics and we have you know, the ability to record all lectures um, in our university as many of you do and then um, students can listen to it whenever they want to. Now some academics really struggle with that. The point about some of these online classes is that they're delivered once but of course they're available whenever you need them so if I think of my daughter again with her boxing class it's, it's live every day through Instagram at 9.30 or something now, she can't do it then because she's working, but she can pick it up the next day. It's, it's live for 24 hours. She can pick it up the next day at, at 8 o'clock when she can do it. And mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's really flexible and available for her. So, mm -hmm. you know, I do think about some of the things we do and whether we would want to be making some of what we offer in our PE mm -hmm. class, some of the instruction, whether want that to be available online too whether we're doing regularly doing I don't know whether some of you I'm sure are um, doing little YouTube videos for your children that allow them to do something when you're not there or remind them whatever it is um, mm -hmm. it, you know that ability to do things when it's when it's right for you rather than the one-off thing is what this generation uh, this these next generations will absolutely expect they will not mm -hmm. expect to only have something available live once. Yeah, well, it's, it's what you said earlier, and which really is compelling. It's the idea that this is highly personalized. In term, I don't mean personalized in terms of it's fit for that person who's watching it. It's more calling the name out, making it feel as if it's all about you, that, that connection, I mean, and, and that idea that, that it's flexible. Nobody criticizes you. Yeah, oh, how lovely. <laughs> Love you know, that's, it's a really important point. You, you know, it's yeah. not scary because nobody's mm. criticizing you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I did the boxing thing, I've never done boxing in my life. I've no clue what to do. That's okay. Yeah. I could just dance around, give it a try, get better. By the time I did another one, I was, I was better than the first time. Um, yeah. But actually, of course, it's all my training previously that allows me to pick those things up. So some of what we're doing in PE is, allow, is preparing people to know enough to be able to pick up some of this stuff and make the best of it, to actually be able to use what's there. Yeah, yeah. And one really interesting point that Risto is talking about, and again, it's back to that pedagogical piece, our training, our education that, that for, for uh, our profession, that we are able to be quite agile in terms of how we, we, um, we prepare lessons for, for our children. Um, so Risto is making a comment that, that kids are going to get quite bored of that formula, because it is a formula. 
yeah. he's using. Yeah. I mean, you can't just keep doing the same old, same old. No. And like he, he can dress up in Superman today, which there he is in background. And, and then that kind of livens things up. But we're really, we're quite student centric. So that's probably the difference that we can do that um, in terms of our creativity and how we, we engage. Um, but it is definitely, from what you're saying, we can learn a lot from how he is doing this. Um, and just the, the, the even the, the length of the lesson, it's, it's short, it's flexible, you can tap in when you want. He calls out the names, he, on, he knows who's on, online, etc. He knows exactly what, what feeds young people currently, yeah? Um, yeah? So, which is very, very clever. It's also very insightful of him in terms of what he's doing. Um, so it's, it's kind of very, very, it's an interesting moment. And it's an interesting moment for our, our organization, for ISF and organizations like us around the world as to what are we going to do? I mean, we can, we can chat now, which is really interesting and flag some of these ideas, but what can we do to make sure that we remain really relevant and educational and that we're really important in the curriculum? Because What's really interesting is lots of, of subject areas like maths and English, blah, blah, blah. They, they really translate beautifully online. They really do. They translate very, very nicely online. Subjects that are less easy to translate online are physical education, are things that involve, um, you know, that more applied setting, home economics, all of those types of things, really, really difficult to translate on, uh, into an online environment. And I know people like Vicky, there's a lot of people on this call here who are working in that space and I, I, we need to learn as a profession from them in terms of pedagogically what is smart and makes sense uh, for, for, uh, for our profession. Um, otherwise, we're like, oh, there was a very interesting one, Kathy. I don't know, did you see it on Twitter where somebody said, oh, you must have loads of time off now because you're a PE teacher, you know, in the pandemic. And I can't remember the teacher, but I'm sure Ash probably will remember who that person was. <laughs> she was so incensed to say, excuse me, I'm not having loads of time off in the pandemic. I am actually teaching. And um, so it's that kind of view of us as a profession that, you know, if we're not face to face, we can't deliver. So it's, it's uh, figuring that out a little bit and, and teasing it out uh, with, with colleagues who are, are more attuned to it and work very closely in it. Um, now, Vicky is saying, actually, she's kind of um, talking about uh, that actually Joe is reaching all domains that we want yeah, in terms of learning. Yeah. The physical, the cognitive, the social, the emotionally, but, but everything is there, uh, albeit in this lovely little vacuum where nobody's criticizing you, uh, which is what you want. You want this kind of more reflexive kind of uh, uh, practitioner. And Nigel Green is coming in here as well, and Nigel from uh, Physical Literacy. And he's saying, how can Joe personalize learning? How can he take into account individuals' capabilities? So this is a really interesting conversation because it's highlighting the really quality markers of what we do as, as professionals, because that's the word, we are professionals. Um, can I just add to that comment? Yeah. Joe yeah. personalized to, uh, it's the other way around. Joe doesn't personalize anything. Joe makes you feel that he's talking to you and it's how you respond which is the personalization so if for example you know there's a class going on and you're having some fun doing it but actually you just think well actually i've had enough of that for today your personal response is that you just go away stop nobody cares uh you are regulating yourself you're choosing to do it uh nobody's forcing you so it's the it's it's personalization, but completely the other way around. You're looking through the, the other end of the telescope. Um, uh, it's more like um, individualization, I suppose, rather than personalization. So you know, let's not glorify what he does. It's the way, it's the fact that he can reach people and that they can take it from an individual point of view and an individual engagement. That is the interesting thing about this. Um, and, and so, you know, we would have we would have loved to have that in the way we normally do things that children were and their parents were clamoring to do pe we would have loved that in the past we have it they love yeah. it they think it's brilliant so yeah. when, when we come back into schools 
which you know in this country certainly is going to be you know we, we've got a year or more of this of disruption i think but you know when when we're back into schools per, partly and then children are back at home for what you know parts of the time what are we going to do um, as they transition back to school what are we going to do for them as a PE profession that takes the kind of learning from joe wicks and moves it on Kathy, it's Louise here. I'm just keeping a track of what people are saying in chat. And I'm... Hello, Louise. How Hello. Lovely to... I know. I wish to apologise. I seem to have stuffed up on my um, time, um, Greenwich time. Shocking. Shocking. Do Shocking. so apologise. My maths is home. <laughs> but a few folk have been asking on the chat, Cathy. Um, given that um, two things here to, to focus what people have been saying is that we may be compromised in terms of uh, financially and being able to recognise in our field that we will get the investment required for PE. And the other thing I'm mindful of, Drew McDonald a couple of years ago in saying that, that in the future schools prediction that perhaps children will only come to school for health, physical education opportunities in terms of their health and wellbeing. So given that we need to look at the combination there between what people are raising here about the concerns about the financial investment in a field where we've had to argue that, but also that the future for schools might be about health and physical education. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think that whole, I think everything's changed actually. Um, so if you take my university and we're looking at how much money we're going to have to save, um so there's going you know we're going to have to save money across the board which will um, you know will include everything that we do if we go to if we go to all governments as far as i can see given this is a global phenomenon you know, it's not like one country can bail out another country is it um we can't bail out each other because none of us is going to have any funds to bail each other out so we are all going to be struggling as far as i can see um, economically for the foreseeable future and in that scenario I think almost any of us um, could find ourselves to be expendable I don't think any of our jobs are completely secure anymore I think um, you know that I, I do think we are going to face some enormous challenges so given that that's the case and given that everybody's shown that you it is possible to work to work online more than perhaps we thought was ever feasible in the past. Um, it is possible and also we're only at the very beginning really of mass online. Um, although the, you know, you've seen mass online in pockets for all sorts of things, for, the, for the, the totality of education, this is really quite new for most people. So one assumes that if you were to fast forward two years, if we're required to do a lot more of this, we will get a lot better at it. And if we're going to get a lot better at it, I think it would be really clever for the PE profession to start thinking long and hard about how they can use the medium that everyone will be, I think, I mean, I have no crystal ball, but I think using more extensively. And I think it would be smart for the profession to think about how they're going to use the platform and it's both its reach, but its limitations to continue to educate children. I can't promise, you know, I, I feel that you know, we know that there will be a lot of unemployment around the world, there will be a lot of disruption, we just know this. So I think thinking now about how we can use what is available and the reach we can still have is it would be a really smart thing to do. And yes, somebody made the comment about Joe, you know, it's all entertainment. Yes, of course it's entertainment, that's what's pulling people in. But actually, you know, when I, when I look at um, the next generation and that's just you know that's people in their 20s and then in their teens they are not consuming anything in the way that i did and many of you did and in fact i still do so i still you know i still consume things on on media in the way that perhaps people did in the past they don't they consume things on media as and when in chunks that suit them so that's where i think that's one, of the, that's one of the key lessons, I think, from the Joe Wicks experience. It's there when you need it. Not just when I want to give it to you, 
but when you want to consume it. That's a really important lesson. And I think a number of people have raised that it once again reinforces the vulnerability that the profession has to PT trainers swooping in to colonise our space. And if we're not clear in terms of what it is that we, I'm just trying to copy through from the chat here, what it is yeah. that that's, that's special or different or um, critical or educative, then that is where we need to be moving to be able to make that claim. And that's, I would presume, Cathy, your own thoughts, is a long-standing sort of battle that we've all had. Yeah, and, and I think we haven't won it, have we? I mean, we've been having it for as long as I can remember. Um, you know, we're not sport, we're not PT, we're not exercise, we're not just physical activity, we're not just this, we're not just that. And the trouble is, you then are left with, well, what are you then? And the answers are often really quite convoluted. And, you know, as, as I see it, you know, we have a, if you think about it, we have um, a president of the, of the United States who operates in bizarre sound bites, but it works. We have the most bonkers prime minister ever, and I can't say that here, but, you know, we have a prime minister here um, who, who, are, who, and we, ha we had an entire Brexit campaign around slogans these are easy to pick up and you know, like it or not, it seems to be how society is working. So if the answer, you know, is that PE is not any of these things, you need to have the one little line that shows what it is. And yet, you know, I, and I've argued this before, when parents watch PE at school, what they see is sport, gymnastics, dance, recognizable things, um, exercises, you know, circuits, um, athletics, whatever you want to say, that's what they see. And yet what we tell them as a profession is that that's, we're not that. Well, we are that. And I think what we've done is we've, we, if we're not, because we've been defensive, instead of saying, yes, we are all those things, we are those things, they're ours as much as yours, um, then I think we've, we've, because we haven't had a clear answer and a clear slogan, We've, we've defined ourselves against rather than having a clear idea of what we are. And actually, unless I'm missing something, when I look at PE in schools today, when I see it, they are doing, they're teaching children how to do sports, how to do activities, how to do um, dance, how to do athletics, how to do swimming. That's what they're doing. So we need to embrace all of that rather than being defensive and arguing that we are somehow just not that. Because I don't think it's playing well. I don't think it's ever played well with the public, and I don't think it's playing well now. And Joe's marched in there, and he said, well, here's PE for you. Over to you, Fiona. Oh, you had a point to me. Now, we, oh yeah, just, just it was um, just a simple point um, about what, like, because we're coming to the close of this now, we've, we've only a number of minutes left, and I'm wondering, um, just what we're going to try and do as an organisation in ISF is to see whether we can harness some of the ideas that people are coming up with here on this chat. We don't want to just talk. We'd like to do some stuff. Um, and what I would like to say is that uh, to encourage anybody on the call that if they're interested in, in coming together as part of a task force or some uh, a group of researchers to look at these issues with a view to developing an intervention of some type, um, and I would be saying in quite a timely fashion, I'd encourage you to please contact Cassandra following this, this call straight away. And we can actually, as, as ISEP, uh, direct you to our research and innovation group to help with that. So, I mean, we're having some really interesting uh, conversations sparked by Cathy um, and, and from others uh, in terms of our chat. But I just don't want this just to, to, to go to bed after this um, because talking is fantastic, but then we need to do it. So in the chat, you will see Cassandra's email, and I would ask you to, to, uh, to link in there. And um, Cathy, do you have any closing thoughts, or maybe some of our colleagues online would ask, like to ask you a direct question? And it can't be about shopping, and it can't be about anything else. It has to be about this topic. <laughs> so if anybody would like to, to, um, to ask a question directly to Cathy, you're more than welcome. And if not, there's no problem. Do you want me to say something? 
Yeah, do. And if somebody would like to, to ask you a direct question. Yeah. So first of all, you've probably heard more than enough of me this morning. So um, sorry about that. Uh, I think, I do think this is a pivotal moment. Now, you know, there's a lot of hyperbole around, you know, where we are and uh, what the world is changing and so on. But actually, this, this genuinely is, this actually genuinely is a pivotal moment. And um, it is, it is going to radically reshape almost everything that we're doing in education more broadly, certainly in universities. So this probably is the moment. You know, I, I think it's really easy to be critical of Joe Wicks. I could, I could destroy what he's doing in a second. It's not difficult to do that. I think what might be more interesting and fruitful is to think about how, I really genuinely think we should think about how we can build on it and not let... You know, let him let him do his thing. He's great. He's he's a hugely successful entertainer. He's an influencer. He's using the online um, capacity uh, and reach. Brilliant. But how can we now build on that rather than being cross about it? Why are we not happy about it? Let's be happy about that. That's a that's a brilliant achievement. Well done, you. Um, now let's move forward from that. I mean, it's interesting. We had um, you know we had. Um, in this country, P and school, uh, school sport in, in the 2000s, really successful. Um, it was a clever frame, you know, it was PE and school sport. It wasn't just sport, it was school sport. It was cleverly put together. Um, and we lost it politically over some, over some time. But, you know, if we can work with the brain, I think we can do better than trying to hold back the tide. That would be my closing point. You're muted, Fiona. You're muted. I said some lovely things there, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're inspirational. We all know that. And you're a role model for many of us on the call, for all of us on the call. Um, I would like to just make a couple of comments and then Mark would like to, to make a, a comment at the end. So, um, so thank you to you, Kathy, for giving up your time. And I know how crazy it is for you at the moment in your position in the university. It's the nicest um, thing I've done in the last six weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, be, be very afraid for saying that now because we might drag you back in again. So this is going to be a monthly event uh, run by ISF. Uh, so our next ISF Connect is going to be on Friday, the 29th of May. Uh, for those colleagues who live um, over in the Americas, uh, we're going to try and make it at a more civilised time, which will be at 4 p.m. Uh, general mean time, or Green Greenwich mean time, I should say. So that's 4 p.m. Uh, GMT. Uh, which could be 5 p.m. in, in uh, Central Europe. Um, so just to note that, we don't know what we're going to talk about on that day. Um, we are going to run a Twitter poll to see what you're interested in um, and see where we go from there. So um, I, would, I would urge you to look at Twitter and see about that poll and see what you would like to, to talk about on that day. We do, however, have a fabulous event on the Friday, um, the last Friday of the month in June, the 26th of June, where the early years and PE SIG of ISF are going to run a really, really gorgeous event. So Christy Howells and Aria are going to run that. Um, so th there's two events planned, the one on the 29th of May and the one on the 26th of June. The one for the, the next one we're having, we'll have that poll just to check what people want to, to do. The other action point before I hand across to Mark is that I, I urge you to really treat this as a professional learning community, which is what ISF is and to reach out to each other to see what can you start to do? This is a call to action, not talking, a call to action. What can we do as a profession of researchers in this area to progress what we've been talking about? Um, and I think Kathy, you've really hit upon some really interesting things in this chat, um, but let's do something now. That's what I, I would suggest to everybody. Um, and I'd like to just thank Cassandra for being the bouncer. Uh, fantastic and looking after our call and her fabulous artistry and I'd like to thank Lu Louise for helping us as well with the chat and moderating that really really fabulous thank you Lou and to Mark and Attilio who have been my co-conspirators in coming up with this concept and to all of the board members uh, that are on the call so I just want to call out a few people here that I didn't mention earlier and um, I know Uva Pusa is on the call uh, UNESCO Chair in Physical Activity I see Christoph there Carla Luguetti, welcome. Uh, Tilio, 
hello. I tell you, I was sick of his office. I think he's there a very long time at this point. Um, Marcos, welcome. And I see David, whom I'm working with, and Wesley, who lives in my village, no less. It's all great. <laughs> and Orla Farmer and all these fabulous people, all 77, 78 of us on this call. I'd like to pass across now to Mark Close just to, to say the final few words um, to, to everybody. So thank you. Hello, everybody. Very nice to attend to this first ISF Connect. It was a, a real interesting session. It's the first time we need to learn to be effective, but I believe that uh, already it was interesting to share uh, information. I hope that all comments that were shared during the, the session could be recorded and shared after that because it's sometimes difficult to follow the flow of the comments. And I believe that many, many interesting uh, comments and suggestions were proposed during the all session. Then it would be very interesting for ISF to analyze such uh, material in order to go further and to share with all of you. Then. Thanks for the, that organization, Fiona, Cassandra, and all other people uh, involved. Thanks to all participants to, uh, for, for your participation. I know that some of you are already in the middle of the night. Then next time we'll try to find another time in order to make a turn. And then you know that it's possible for us to uh, work during the night. So uh, it's time now to, uh, to, to conclude. Maybe I can extra give again the floor to uh, Fiona if you want to add something. You already explained that we'll have different uh, other activities. Uh, next time maybe we, we could find um, more time to, uh, to propose some questions. And because we have uh, five minutes to go, I would like to ask a question to Katie. Uh, just after this discussion, uh, what could you propose or suggest uh, to PE teachers, PE teachers, educators, and for people working in research uh, about the, the situation that uh, we spoke today? Then. Uh, we analyzed, we spoke about Joe Wicks and what he is proposing right now in these special times. But what would, would it be possible to summarize your vision about the message to deliver to the PE teachers according to that experience? Oh, a nice easy question to finish with then. <laughs> um, I think I would focus on two things. Um, the first is it would seem to me to make sense that any PE teacher or training PE teacher would certainly look at the Joe Wicks uh, videos, see what's been done and think about how they will go back into school when they get there and build on it. That's the first thing I would say. In terms of our research, I think sometimes, I've said this before, but I'll say it again, I think sometimes we are too um, easily impressed with ourselves when we do bits of research that we all look at and we all agree with and, and we, all, you know, we get um, another 20 people looking at the article and maybe citing it um, and we do little tiny disconnected studies um, and we roll around and do that. I would urge the entire profession to think much, much bigger than that. Um, I really would. I think that we can, we can talk to ourselves, uh, we can impress ourselves, uh, we can argue amongst ourselves, but what Joe Wicks has shown is that you need to think bigger than that to grasp public opinion. And if we don't, then I think we really are under, at the moment, some kind of existential threat because we have to be relevant and we have to be relevant for now, not the past. So, you know, look at our journal articles, look at what we're doing, look at how much reach we're actually getting from what we do. And if it's really quite small and mainly amongst ourselves, I think we have to give ourselves a big 
long, critical look in the eye. Thanks for your uh, answer. I really support it, and I hope that uh, people around the table here will think about it, and uh, ISF could also think about how to uh, encourage such uh, approach. Well, it's maybe time to finish. I just asked to Fiona if you want to add something before saying bye-bye to everybody, to the next time. No, nothing, just, just to say it's so wonderful to see all of you, and we really, really, really want to see you face-to-face -face in Banff in ISF 2021, where we will go crazy. I shouldn't say that, but I need to say it out loud because I need to see all of you. I miss you all dreadfully because we have, we have such great times when we do get together. We, we're great professionally, but I think we have great um, friendships as well. So I hope you all stay safe and well and until our next uh, ISF Connect. And thank you to so many of you for, for joining me on the call. Thank you again. So enjoy the rest of your day. Have a gorgeous weekend. And thank you again, Cathy Armour. Inspirational as always. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.